morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I'd, I'd love to um, this morning hear from some people who haven't been up at all. Um, let's see where it goes first. I'm just going to babble about something for a minute, and then we go there. Thanks, Diane. That's great. <clears throat> when we filter something, like myself there in the flowers of like, you know, thinking, oh yeah, there's a couple of lilies, and okay, they're done, and oh my God, there's another one, and oh, there's another one, and oh, there's another one. Um, we do that all the time. That, that's our left brain trying to keep us safe or give us enough information. Another example of the same thing is that almost always, whomever is sitting at the chair of sat, at satsang filters out most of what's said and they hear something or they hear a version of something. But the amount of times I've heard, I've no idea what you said to me at satsang, but da 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 da, and off they go with, with some, some, something that happened as a result. And it's funny because when we filter something, our system is trying to protect itself because we have that inbuilt thing in our system that we automatically try to protect ourselves. So we'll only hear what we're ready to hear or want to hear. And very often we just push away what we're not ready for, or what we're resistant to, or what is going to make us change. <coughs> if your control threshold is, uh, is very active and to the front, and uh, you, know, you, 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 you hit it quickly, so you have a low threshold, it's like, whoops, the controller is in pretty quickly. You're going to dismiss Loads of things in life. The invitation is to see that every single thing that happens is teaching you something about going home. Every single thing, literally everything, is a spiritual practice. Everything. But the way we have it divided in our head, it's like, Ah, yeah, but that just brought me out of it. That, that killed my buzz, you know. You ruined me buzz, with the same Dublin. <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was really still. And this, this happened, and then it was just spoiled. It's like, wow. Whereas what you can actually do is like, gosh, there's, there's my reaction that, you know, I was having a nice, peaceful time, and then this happened. And, well, something had to be done about it, or I don't like that, or that shouldn't be so. And it's like, that, that's, that's your teaching. That's your teaching. But what we do is we automatically jump ship away from being inside and out into the story and, and get pissed off because we were forced out of our nice buzz. You know, it's like, hmm, 
the whole point. Nothing happened there at all. So here's an example. The first year we were at, in this venue for a retreat, there was a guy who said nothing. And on the last, you know, second last session, I was saying, come on, I want to hear from anybody who hasn't spoken so far. You know, and he was like, it's just, just expanding, expanding, expanding. It's really great, you know. Then the last morning we had a whoa, or that night actually, the night before the last morning, there was a big, you know, crap hit the fan. And of course, you know, the build up came to a huge climax. And, and of course, then everything had to start healing from that. And huge resolution happened. A huge movement forward happened. And all he could see the next day was that it went toxic. It went flat out, pissed off, annoyed. <laughs> You, you know, you ruined me buzz, you know? <laughs> Could not see it. And as a result, wouldn't come back to satsang. It's like, so when you have an expanse openness, when it's like, ah, oh, you know, it, you're just clear, it, you're at home. It, there's nothing happening. You know, that just ordinariness, that's the beautiful center of your consciousness. When you're there and something shakes you out of it, your filter lens, the next one that's up for clearing, was activated. It's got nothing to do with the story that's beyond your filter lens. But unless you're willing to see what you need to shift, you're going to go into the story and blame that. And now you're all in story, and that's what's happening. Do, do you see it? Mm -hmm. You see? It's not about what happened. It's never about what happened. Your perception is presenting something to distract you because your mind is under threat. So it's going to bring you back to your personal drama to keep the me, myself, I drama going. Pull it back from the content of that story. What was the filter? What was it that should not have happened? What was it that pulled me out? What was it that was more interesting than me being in the ordinary simplicity of truth? What was more friggin' interesting for you? Nobody pulled you out. Nothing pulled you out. Your mind set up a system to like, we're not going to go any further now. Let's just uh, shift your perception back into storyland to keep your own personal movie alive. Trauma is really good for doing this. And that's why, you know, it's like if there's trauma in your body, mm, Go to see somebody and get it out, get it out, because trauma will definitely, you know, an old innate memory, old garbage that you haven't processed, that will automatically come in, usually without a thought, because trauma registers in a place that, that's pre-concept, you know, because it's got to do with keeping you alive and keeping you safe. So when trauma is in your system, your filter is going to pop up really quickly, because it's like, Phoop, there it is. It's just telling you, heal this, heal this, heal this, unpack this, resolve this, because this is shifting your perception and bringing you in to a reaction that was appropriate way back when. It is never necessary to leave pure consciousness to protect yourself. Never. Never, ever, ever. Life bows down to you as pure consciousness. Creation bows down to you as pure consciousness. 
There is only pure consciousness. The rest of it is just whatever bullshit you're running. That's all it is. And if it's like, <gasps> it's life and death, or it's about my, you know, I will do everything to avoid abandonment coming up again, or being, you know, attacked in that way again, or to avoid, you know, rape again. I will do anything to protect that. Heal that trauma. I've had them. I've had them all. Pretty much, actually. <laughs> right through. Right through, you know. From abandonment to violence to rape. Ticked all the boxes. I know what I'm talking about. Every single thing that's in your system that is protecting you because of your story is only a trick of the ego to keep you in your movie, to keep the sense of I alive. Nothing is more important than pure consciousness. Nothing. Because there is nothing else. There's nothing else. These are movie-making mechanisms that you have set up via the experience of trauma. That's what trauma does. It creates movie material for you to refer to. It's like a backup plan for your mind. It's something that will come in from a primitive part of your brain that you don't even have to think about. And it automatically presents a scenario and you have an automated response learned. Do you see it? Can you recognize it in yourself or am I talking a theory that's up there? Recognize it in yourself. Otherwise, you are filtering out what I'm saying again, 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 again. That's what we do. That's what we do. Like I filtered out the freaking flowers. We just have these filter lenses. We do to give us what is manageable. And any trauma in your system will just come right up, especially when you're on the spiritual path. And that's why we have to shovel the conditioning. We've got to shovel the poop. You, you just got to do it. You know, you just got to do it. There's, there's, you know. It's easier to do it pre-awakening than post-awakening, that's for sure. Because you're motivated. Because there's a, there's a goal in mind, you know? And you don't know what you have to clear until the next piece of crap shows itself. So welcome getting caught in your story. Welcome not seeing something. Welcome being pulled out of your buzz. Welcome it. Instead of being pissed off with whatever or whomever ruined your buzz. It's like when, when that happens, you are supporting, supporting the belief system that the, 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 the trauma or the story is actually warranting your attention. If you're going to be pissed off because you left it, it's like flip it over and celebrate it and say, oh my God, look, I totally chose to leave the ordinary stillness, the exquisite beauty of pure consciousness for this story. Wow, thank you for that person who shook me out of my buzz because it all it did was hey here's another filter see it see it as a, like a your personal saboteur for keeping pulling you back into movie land 
And that's why living in an ashram is, you know, well, you know, integrate. Leave the ashram, leave the cave and go back into life. Go back into life and see really. Let your buttons be pressed. Go home and live with your parents again. Let your buttons be pressed. Let your buttons be pressed. Now we see what filters there are, what filters are active, where you're starting your story again. It's not about the other person. It's never about the other person. They're a gift. Showing you where you actually trade. You trade truth for more movie material. <coughs> so celebrate it. If you can sh make that shift, it would be really good. To celebrate is like, wow, something actually completely shifted my perception and now I'm really pissed off. You know, I was fine this morning and this jerk came over and took my car parking space. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, what happened to me? What happened that I had such a friggin' reaction there that I totally lost my perspective and I went into me, myself, I? What happened there? What's the story underneath that that justifies? For myself, I ju can justify leaving the truth, leaving stillness and throwing my perception totally into my personal movie. What is that? And unravel it and undo it. So unravel it. Yeah, unravel it. Do the work. No, but will you in that scenario? Like, go, go deeper in that scenario. Yeah, like, how do you not get in the story to unravel the story? You probably have been in the story by the time you see it. It's like, when you're at that moment of like, God damn it, I pissed off. Right. Okay, now you're, you know, now you know you're in your new state. Right. Before that, you haven't a clue because you're so caught up in the anger, you don't even see yourself. But then what? When you don't even see yourself, right. there's no hope. There's no hope right. until you start seeing yourself. Then you're willing to take responsibility for it. So when you start seeing yourself and you're like, oh my God, I lost the plot. <coughs> Drop right back in because the further away you can go from your story, the more objective you are in it. So drop right back and say, okay, from right back here, where can I find the earliest point of somebody annoying me? It might be like, it shouldn't be like that. That's a classic one. I had an expectation that it would work another way. I was running a concept I didn't even see. They shouldn't have. It's usually about they shouldn't have, or I didn't want it to be like that. It's usually a desire for things to be the way we would like them to be. But everybody runs that, you know? So, I mean, having seven or eight billion, however many there are in the world now, versions of something is not really going to happen at the same time. Do you know? <laughs> it's madness, really, when you think about it. This idea of, Things should be how I imagine they should be. That's very often underneath it. But if there's trauma, you won't have had a thought before it. You won't have had a thought. So you're looking for the first thought that was more interesting than the stillness. Mm -hmm. That's what you're looking for. What was the earliest thought that I can identify that shook me out of this? And it's usually a desire. I want it or I don't want it. They're, they're both desires. I want it to be like this and it shouldn't be like that. It's usually that. Something wrong with this. That'll, that'll, that'll do it for you. <laughs> you know? Whereas if you are in the oneness or deeper, genuinely, you'll see what's the same. It's like, it's just happening like this. This is just what's happening. You know, like Helen beautifully said the other day, this is just what's happening. She's not linking the past and the future ideas of how it should be, how it was, how it needs to roll out. Time breaks down. In the oneness, it's just what's happening now. 
So you're not cross-referencing in order to give a, a booster to your ego. Do you see? <coughs> yes. What, what about go directly into the energy itself to see the energy? <coughs> yes. And forget about the whole story because you are in the energy. Yes, you can do that. Not a lot of people can, can do that, can see the energy, can feel the energy. You can feel the energy, the ball of energy, and you can step back. Fantastic if somebody can do that. Not a lot of people can. How about if it's... Oh. Yes? It's like we need a density meter. You know, you're light and airy when you're in the oneness. Yes. We need a density meter. Well, internal density meter. Yes. If I feel myself getting more dense, yes. it should say, pay attention. Yes, pay attention. Yes. What is your trigger? You feel density as well, Ragda. You know? Yeah. So, so that find out what is it. So for some people, it's concept. For some people, it's trauma. Brings it up. It's like, and you, you're tight. You're tight. It's like, okay, if your body's tight, something's going on. You're in your story. You're running, you're running some garbage that's not just presence. You know? What about dreams? Yeah, sure, sure. Nighttime dreams are really good. Yeah, you mean nighttime <laughs> dreams as opposed to daydreaming. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's <laughs> been clearer. How, how do you know what it is that's pointing to? Um, there's loads of different schools of thought about how to interpret dreams. Um, an interesting one is if you see every single person in the dream as you. That's an interesting one. because I like it because because it kind of... It gives an opening to the oneness consciousness. So at least you're pulling in that direction as opposed to kind of, at least the story is moving towards a, a wider view, you know, than, than more isolated, dense stories of separation. If, have a look at like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And it tends to pull you in the right direction. You tend to see the intolerance for aspects of ourselves in manifestation in another way. This has more to do with striving and not being able to. It was, the dream was riding my bike uphill in the mud on the wrong side of the road in the dark. Uh, and I couldn't flip into the pedals. Oh. That's going nowhere, yeah. It's just this resistance. Yes. Uh, nothing comes to mind, you know, now. What oh. is this pointing to? Okay, <laughs> but that's, that's the you, you just named it. Resistance. <laughs> there's this resistance, you know, when you use your hand, there's just this resistance. Yeah. Going nowhere. Resistance. There you go. Okay. It's bringing up resistance. To... <laughs> Look at the essence of resistance. Because we've, we've always got two directions. We go deeper into story or we look at the thing itself pulling back. So everything arises from pure consciousness, like pure beauty, pure love, the pure comes before something. Do you know? Yeah. Pure fear, even itself. You know, the essence of fear without being fearful of. All right? So let's look at resistance. You might find something to be resistant to, but you can look at resistance itself. It's a purer form, because any story will attach to it. If we have resistance in it, in our system, we'll find we'll be resisting different things. You know, eventually we'll just have to look at what is my relationship with resistance? What is it? Is it a pattern that I use a lot? You know, when you're in good space, it'd be like, 
No, there's no resistance there. It's like, okay, when is the last time I felt resistance? Try, try to start identifying how you use resistance. What do you resist? Okay, that means going into story. It's fine. It's fine. But we're looking at your relationship with resistance to identify it and to feel it. Say, what does it feel like? How do I think it's protecting me? How is it supporting the sense of me? Because that's what it's doing. What do I lose if I drop resistance? Like, sure, the theory of surrender is lovely. But heck, when it comes down to feeling that you've got no navigation, no boundary, you might end up a doormat. You might you have to protect yourself. You have, where, where is the line between having common sense and resisting what is? You see all those layers to it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Sam. Um, just uh, this is a variation of a theme, but um, for me, I have a tendency to be overly responsible. You yes. Know? So a thought will come up. Something will occur to me, yes. and I'll recognize it as a story. Yes. And it'll start playing its game with me. Yes. So what I found is, as of late, it dissolves much more quickly. Yes. Uh, something else comes in your consciousness. Yes. But it's a variation of the same thing, whether it's an yes. outside person or yes. your own thinking mechanism. It comes yes. down to the same. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it does seem to be loosening a lot. Yes. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's because of the work you've done that you know it's just right. your own thoughts. Right. Other people would believe their thoughts. Right. At least you know it's just my thinking. Right. At least you know that, thank heaven. Yeah. Whereas most people know their thinking is telling them the truth. Right. Right. Because they still need to trust something Yes. to support the I. Well, the mind will present a case to be concerned about, but yeah. there is a stronger intuitive faculty that yes. comes from pure consciousness that softens it and... Yes. It makes makes it so I understand what's really going on. Yes. And yes. at peace with it. Exactly. So that seems to be what's taking place. Yes. 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 Good. Yeah. Yes, I uh, Okay, so I just want to clarify. So there, there's the ordinariness just hanging out like a tree. Yeah. Okay. And it's just hanging there. No, nothing matters. Same, same. Yeah. And suddenly there's like a feeling that comes up, like, that sucks, or, you know, yes. I don't like this. So, what you're suggesting is, as soon as we realize that we've moved, that yes. we're, we're now viewing through a filter that yes. says it should be a certain way, and we move back to pure, pure consciousness, I think I have an ability to do that by going down, um, then, just by moving our awareness into awareness itself, another, say, a little scenario floats in, and if we're viewing it from the place of pure consciousness, that may be the, the information about the filter that cle is clearing. Like, I don't really understand what, how we clear the filter or if we even have to. Like, do you see what I'm saying? I think I do. Um, at a certain everybody's, everybody's path is a bit different when we start off and I can't see at what point it tipples because it, it topples at a different point for everybody when we start off we've got to go after the filter we've got to start investigating we've got to start taking responsibility and changing ourselves at a certain point the doing of that 
adds to the ego. Right. The doing of it actually is worse than letting it spin out. At a certain point, it spins out itself because of the light of pure awareness being able to see it. The light itself dissolves the filter because not enough of you has left pure consciousness and invested in the drama. There's so much of you left in truth that the filter can't stand that light that shines on it. And that's when the balance has tipped and it's unraveling itself. And the more you do, the more you go into story. But the allowing of it burns itself out. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I mean, there's this part of me wanting... Yeah, that's really good. (laughs) It's beautiful how it works. Like, the simplicity is just, like, be the tree again. Yes. Just be the tree. Yes, that's right. Just be the tree and don't worry about all this shit. That's right. (laughs) And if you really did shift all of your attention, and you're not kidding yourself, you really did shift all your attention back to the tree... The, the crap that distracted you it's will show its emptiness. Uh-huh. Yeah. It will show its emptiness. So, I mean, you could certainly think yeah. that if, if the recurrence of stories begins to diminish, certain stories tend to show up, become less important. Yes, really they do. They do. Yeah. They start decreasing, yeah. The more time we spend in pure awareness, pure consciousness, yeah, they do. They lose their potency. Because the fuel, the potency for a story is believing it, is following it, is obeying it, is being motivated by it. That's what the perpetuate, perpetuated, nothing else. I think what I've been learning is that, as somebody mentioned here, that if you see from the energetic level, you know, at least being able to do that or working on that, you're less likely to hang on to it as an arrogant. That's what I'm kind of working on. Because I don't know, the story part tends to be tricky, complex relationships, emotional things that show up. And I just have a tendency to want to indulge, you know, add detail and so forth. The inter- the narrative Your wife smiles. No, no, but I... I, 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 I <laughs> That's I what he's of, doing I, now. I, I sort of... <laughs> glad I saw this. Don't get high on that. It's just like, okay, okay, I can use that now. Because when you get high on it, you've actually just sabotaged it as a portal. You've pulled it into story rather than... Great, great. Don't get high on anything that ever happens to you spiritually. It's a trap. Because then you get attached. And we all want to get high. Yeah, let's crave experience. Give me that good feeling. Yes. Which is just another, you know, sugar-coated poison. 
So there's yes, nothing I'm... to do. <laughs> At a certain point, there genuinely is nothing to do. But I, yes, there is nothing to do because it all takes care of itself if you are aware. If you are aware. If you're resting as truth, there really is nothing to do. It really does take care of itself if you're resting in truth. But what will happen is that the immature mind will, oh no, this will take care of itself and they stay in their poop. You do when you've been at it a while. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you've been digging out the old issues, you, you know, you know how the poop clearing works, you know? You know, but but you wouldn't believe the amount of people who just get it off from books and decide and have read someplace. You don't have to do anything and take that spiritual concept to to um, to uh, endorse being darn lazy. Not taking responsibility. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, not at all. No, not at all. You're 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 very open. Yeah, yeah. But but there are others in the room, so I'm. I'm balancing what I'm saying. Sure no, no, I'm not talking about you at all. No, no. You're totally fine there. Yes, Anne? Just one more thing with mm-hmm. what you said is what I'm finding actually is there's no, if your thought presents itself and it's a little, you know, concerning, I do feel like this light comes in and just sort of dissolves it. So there doesn't seem to be so much process at all. It just comes in and then yes. it drops. When you know it's just a thought. Yes then the only thing is to drop the thought. Yes. But when the thought is supported by you taking action, when right. it's motivating you to do something, right. go out and make it right, Yes. now it won't work. You're two steps away now. I am two steps away. You're two steps away. So the light won't work because you're already In trying it. to fix. Yeah, yes. it has you then. It has you. That is your reality and you've got something right, to do right, to right. make it okay. So you really, see? it's just recognizing. Yes, it's like back off, in. back off, and let the light oh come in. Oh my God, I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. rest, oh, rest in the light, and let yes. the light take care of it. Let now it light. needs trust, needs surrender. The ego will say, "But you have to fix it. You have to yeah. fix it." Mm-hmm. It's like shh, and the light will dissolve that too. Do you wow. see? Yes. So the big shift is like if your actions are influenced by the story, yes. then you're in it. Now you have to shovel your poop. Because you are a slave to the idea that your mind has presented. Yes. Now you've got work to do. Now you, you have to be the doer. <laughs> you can't say, no, this will take care of itself. You know, I just have to take responsibility for this. Or I have to ensure. And it's like, mm, no. <laughs> no, kidding yourself. Kidding yourself. You see? When you say the light, do you mean literally light or symbolic? It, it's, it actually is literally light. It's an energetic light, yeah, that breaks up the density of personalized thoughts. Well, I, I see the thought and emotion as light very often. Yes. But it's only when I close my eye and I can yes. see it's just the clean. It's exactly like the thinking of emotion, you know. Yes. But that's not the light you were talking about. Where is the source of the light that is the light of the emotion or the thought? I don't know where it's come. It's internal. Yes, it's yeah, internal. It okay. Yeah. So but the reflection of the source of the light is on the thought. Because pure consciousness is doing the thought. Pure consciousness is doing the emotion. We just imagine that there's an eye in the middle. And that's what this work is about. Trying to dismantle that fallacy. 
There is no I in the middle. But the light that is that energetic is a reflection of pure consciousness because it's still pure consciousness manifesting as a form to give the appearance that suffering happens. Do you see? Well, I, I can see that the thought are irrelevant and emotional are, are nothing because I, I can see it's just a light display, you know, a formless yes. display. Yes, but display. it's the reflection. I, it is a reflection. Of pure light, of pure consciousness. And But when, when you're talking to her about this light, I'm, 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 I don't get it. I know you don't, it's don't get it. Yeah. I, I know you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in spiritual books, they use this analogy. The reflection of the moon is on a lake. The moon, you can look at the lake and see the moon. Last night we could have done it if we went over to the pond. You could, you could see the moon down. That's not the moon. But it does look like there's a light on the water. It really does look like there's this globe of white light on the water. It's not the moon. They're the thoughts. They're, their origin is the moon, is pure consciousness. Which is a reflection. It's just a reflection. It's part of what it creates. The moon doesn't know that it's making a reflection. It doesn't know, doesn't care about. It doesn't diminish its light. There's just a reflection appearing. Thoughts are the very same. That's why you see them as light, as energy, as light. That's why. Do you see? It, but they're nothing. Put your hand and try to grab, grasp that circular piece of light on the pond. Nothing. There's nothing there. That's thoughts. Right. That's why, I, that's why I'm saying it's a completely formless. Yes, they're completely yeah, form formless. formless. That's yeah. right. <clears throat> so, it, it, yes, it's, it's a reflection from pure consciousness. Pure consciousness is manifesting it. But our human brain, our left brain, is what's turned it into a story. Because really, it's all just energy. And we make it story. Our labeling mechanism makes it story. We have to interpret something as story. Like very often when I'm, I see the hands up, um, very often when I'm working with somebody at satsang, it's like, oh my God, there's just this mass of thick energy around somebody. But the only way they can break it up is by turning it into story. And I can see where the brain comes in and it interprets the piece of energy as story. And absolutely, it is a story. It, it, and somebody will tell you what happened in their life. They really will. They really will. But it's, it never happened. It's just mind picking up something, running it through a memory, running it through this story-making mechanism, and now it's their story that they've got to shift and we've got to work through story. All I'm doing is just blowing up a piece of grey gunk. <laughs> That stuck to them. There is no past, future, life. None of it. We make the whole friggin' thing up. The whole lot of it. It's only energy. But we want to make it story. And that's our primitive, crazy, dinosaur age species that we are. We have to turn it into story to do anything with it. Until we get to a certain point and we're like, oh my God, touching the story is what makes it bigger. It'll run rather itself. It's like now, okay, now we're beginning to evolve. Now we're beginning to mature. That's when don't do anything. There is nothing to do. Only there is it valid. But you've got to do the work until that shows itself to be how it really works. Can you say more about the light she was talking about? When she sees light comes in and the thought dissipates. Yes. Pure consciousness is doing all of it 
and it doesn't know that it's doing all of it because it has no way of seeing itself. The moon has no way to, to say, hey, there's my reflection there. Oh my God, I'm bouncing in a gazillion different places around the planet right now. It, it doesn't do other. Well, I'm making an assumption that the moon doesn't have dualistic thinking, but <laughs> let's just assume I'm correct here, right? So, <laughs> so, so even the densest trauma, the most horrendous crime is pure consciousness manifesting in form. Okay? We can only recognize the density through story because that's how our species does it. We assume that the trees outside don't have consciousness because they don't do story. They're frigging clearer than a lot of us. They're super clear. Yeah. Yeah, we're beginning to recognize, we're beginning to give a little bit of credit to whales and dolphins. It's like, okay, there's a little crack. They were kind of assuming that there's an intelligence that doesn't do dualistic thinking. We're very, very slow at, at wanting to believe that we're kind of stupid. We just have this arrogance. Do you know? That's just how our species, that's how we work. So pure consciousness has a fantastic way of imagining that it is turning into something else. And that then it has the idea of imagining that it's lost something because it's actually not something else. It's not independent, autonomous. It hasn't actually left home and forgotten about itself. It can't do that. But it can run a thought, a piece of energy which we interpret as a thought that I need to go home that I'm not who I think I am. I'm not Helen. I'm not Jack. All right? So these are the thoughts that turn that around so that we can go home. Right? Pure consciousness never left home. There's nothing wrong. There never was. There never can be anything wrong. It's all pure consciousness. It's all the same stuff all the time, appearing as different. And the only way that it can imagine that it is lost is by running the thought that it's lost because the thought creates everything it's always a concept somewhere that creates something now it's never not pure consciousness so let's call pure consciousness light right right now because that is the higher vibration of energy is pure consciousness and so that higher vibration runs through everything now, another density comes over like a cloak and just makes it darker. That's all. So when you shine pure consciousness light on this cloaked version, disguised version of pure consciousness, the light inside it says, oh, oh. It's a reflection of itself. It's seeing itself. And when it sees itself, the cloak dissolves. The cloak is nothing. The essence of it, the pure consciousness, is still pure consciousness uncloaked. It's the same thing. There is no cutoff. There's just a cloak over it, imagining that there's a break between the source of pure consciousness and pure consciousness in form. Do you see? It's always the same light. So what we do is we recognize the cloak, which is disguising pure consciousness, and whip it off. In, in unity consciousness, in the non-dual, in the oneness layer, you're seeing what's the same. You're seeing that it's all pure consciousness at, at play. And the cloak that's disguising the light that looks like trauma or story or violence or suffering or pain or 
whatever the story is, any story at all is a cloak. In the oneness zone, you get to see that, oh, what's the same as the like? It's, it's just appearing as different. It just has a different color cloak on it. It just has another version for sake of story on top of it. But I'm seeing what's the same, not what's different. When you're stuck in story, you're only seeing the cloak. You don't get that there's pure consciousness disguising itself with the cloak. You don't get it. So in seeing the reflection, you're in pure consciousness and you're recognizing that, okay, there's a story over something, but it's actually just pure consciousness. It's all pure consciousness. Let's dissolve that story. And you get to see, oh, this is just a cloak. That was just a filter lens that threw me off, that made me focus on the cloak, on the story, and pulled me out of pure consciousness. Did I make it worse? No? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, sweetheart. I see that the, the foreground story, the narrative, is, is illusion. Um, but you may have recurring themes like here's a story about this guy who's not being appreciated by such and such. So there's a, a subliminal kind of dimension, which seems to have something worth noticing, not in the foreground, not in the, not in the story but in the sense that it's pointing to some larger idea, <laughs> idea but, but sense of what your, your, the journey of your soul is, let's say, that they're, you're, you're, you're where you need to evolve, let's say. You know, that, that, and and I, I, that's where myths and so forth come in. I'm not, I'm not pushing that idea, but it seems to me that if, if I see that the entire foreground of narrative is just basically an illusion, and yet I notice these certain themes, then... I can feel some deeper relevance to it, even though I don't know what it means. Okay. At a certain point, that becomes a trap. Mm-hmm. There would have to be a phase of where you, you see the irrelevance of what appears as relevant. You'd have to flip that at some point and cut it off. And if it means stopping writing for a while, if it means something like that, then that's, that's the choice. You know, what's the attachment to this? Because there's an attachment to like, well, some stories are actually teaching me something. At some point, you'd have to cut off all stories to do a total detox, to completely and totally merge with pure consciousness. Because the mind will present every justification, your evolution of your soul. There is that storyline. There is no, there isn't any purpose or destiny. There really isn't. That's. Within that realm of, of the thinking of story content, it has a relevancy. But it doesn't on any other level of perception. It doesn't. So in order to merge completely with pure consciousness, you'll have to see that even that is a trick of the mind. You see, the things that we hold as sacred in the world or important in the world, especially humanitarian stuff, evolutionary stuff, even that is bullshit at some point. Even that. And that's when it kind of gets ouch. Because you, we you, held you, them as sacred values. Yeah, the sacred. So, so that, for example, seeing that there's this parallel myth or in, in any particular culture, that somehow it illuminates you. And maybe if it's foreign, for example, I know very little about Hinduism, but I, I can see certain things that, that feel like there's something relevant here. You know? But it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to start practicing that. It's pretty foreign to me. You know? I mean, I get big ideas, like in, in a mythic sense. But that's what I. Like I said, if if the whole foreground is fundamentally an illusion, but I'm trying to feel my way into an energetic space 
that it's, it, it feels more free and lighter and so forth. I don't, I'm wondering if any of these mythic things are worth noticing at all. Are you kind of saying they're not? And yet, you know, there's a, there's a theme, there's a, maybe there's some, Jeff, Jeff, we are getting your point. Forget words. We are getting your. I really do get your point, but your mind is playing a trick on you, and it's saying there must be an exception because, like, life is too exquisite to see through it all. It there must be some essence. Your mind is playing a trick on you. It really it is. It's just holding, holding some. Some, some, some essence of the illusion that is useful. Pure consciousness is the end of the game. And nothing, 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 nothing no, maybe can no, stand. Maybe no story needs to be there. I'll, I, you, you kind of an awakening. If you get knocked in the jaw by a focal point, you're seeing something. There's incredible radiant beauty coming forward. And you're sitting with that. So uh, my sense is, wow. You know. So is that story? It, I don't know. I don't think it's a sense that is it story that everything is alive. Jack, Jack, there's only one answer. Is that story? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's certainly different from sitting around telling yourself little little stories. It's so it's just a different version it's, of it's the presence of something. It's being being present. It's something to say. Be present. Is be present a story? I don't think so. Yes, I mean, it is. Yes, it is. This well, is this is where you're caught. Don't word. resist it. Just just right. trust me. Really trust me. Okay. Don't resist. There, I'm there's time. You know, when Vincent Van Gogh was painting flowers Well, I'm not going to go into all the mythic things, but all I'm saying is that power in nature is something that happens within you or it helps you recognize your aliveness. Just to, just to make one point. Okay, that story. What, what's beautiful is that Jack has been sent as an example to show how persistent the story <laughs> It's true, it's true. And it's, it's going to be torture to you because there's so much light around you right now not, not supporting the story that you're going to squirm and it's going to feel crappy for you. Let it happen. Please let it happen. Please let us in. Let the light shatter these story-making mechanisms that you're holding as maybe there's something in it. Maybe there's an essence that I don't want to chuck out. Really, 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 this is what has you stuck. If I don't want to be a tree, and I don't want to sit there and do nothing. There's desire. Yeah, desire, okay. There's desire. Yes. Desire sure creates story. Desire I'm not going to tolerate this now. I'm going to hack you down, right? Because you're at satsang. In any other scenario, I would go into story with you. But you're here for some reason. And some part of you wants to be here. And some part of you wants to hear the, sto- the truth. And I'm not going to entertain this rebuilding of story that's coming up with investment of all of your lifetimes. I can see the whole string of it there, Jack. I can see the whole string of it. What you're saying is bullshit. It's keeping you stuck in story. Sophisticated, intellectual, you know, can draw on a lot of different resources that are all bullshit. When it comes to pure consciousness, it has zero tolerance for the validity of its own reflection. We're going for essence here, not a beautiful reflection. 
And you're saying, but the reflection might be worthy and can't I be present to the reflection? It's like, that is story. That is story. You've had exception to story in, in, in your mind for a long time. There is no exception to story. There is no exception. Let me do some surgery on you. Stop fighting. You are. You're saying you're not, but you are. You are. You're holding back. There's something inside that's just holding on because this feels bloody awful to let me in. But please let me in. I mean, I'm not even sure where the misunderstanding is, but I, I accept the fact that you see it. Uh, Isn't it amazing? Yeah, and, and that's how the movie continues. Is it? Yeah. That's, that's so, how the movie continues. So in this case, if yeah. this was like anyone in the world, whatever. Wait a second, man. <laughs> There's that sound coming from his wife right now. I'm being coached here. Yes, Eileen. Um, it became filtered. So I'm not talking to you. I okay. mean, I can. Yeah, yeah. But Peter created... An immediate filter. Okay. And, okay, so I get to do it now. So, okay. I see that that was a filter. It wasn't yes. Peter. Yes. And all the, like, That's right. caretaking shit that is making me crazy. So, it's like, how can I help her? How can I help her? Oh, she needs this. She needs that. Oh, can I do this? Because I, yes. I know that filter. I've been yes. that filter. Yes. So, I see it as, like, a camera, right? So, there's, yes. like, a a lens up yes. that's being acted out by Peter. Yes. Thank you. And, yes. Um, so, in the same way that talking to Jack is... Anyway, I'm just trying to to see what to do when I'm out of this satsang. When I go home and this exact thing happens, here comes the Peter person. Yeah. Here's my filter. Yeah. I love to be a tree or whatever the tr I I am happy being treeness, and so I just go back to treeness, like kind of. It's almost like zooming back with a camera from the filter, because I see it's a filter. Yes. And then just like don't think about it, like it stops. Just be treeness again. Yes. That's all to do. Yes. And then you may or may not see what's really happening, which is, you know, there's a movement of a physical form up here and you might see it and you might not, but there'd be no reaction. Then how do you deal with crises? Okay. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Okay. So the way that one knows when the filter is done, burned out, is the same thing will happen and it'll just be like, there won't be anything... There'll be no commentary. Mm. There'll be no commentary. Mm. Not even an emotional reaction. Deeper than the emotional reaction is a commentary. The capacity to make a story 
won't be there. No yeah. opinion. There'll be no opinion. So it actually won't even be noticed. There, I won't, there won't, the, this vehicle won't notice that someone brought something to you? Yeah. Okay, so one more thing yes. on this, please. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I could already see in the past I would be like checking if it was okay with them and I don't even care. Yes. That's like so yes. incredible. Yes, okay, good. Um, here's this thing. Um, so when you're functioning from pure consciousness, which is what you do, uh, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently. Yes. Apparently. I mean, I yes, it is an appearance. I feel that. It yeah, is an appearance. Yeah. yeah. It um, is. Right. And... And so when when we interface that place, like I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm wanting to do what you told me and go really deep. So when I'm really deep, it takes a lot of effort to get up to like oneness even. Yes. So if, to stay down and then things come up like, like when you said, like when you were um, cleaning the flowers... That one, and also when, um, hang on, hang on, it's important. Yes, when you said, um, I hope I don't cry, I'm going to move the tissues over there. These are just like left brain things, like functional mind just evoking things that has nothing to do with, there's no filter that hopes you don't cry. No. But why would that come out? Humor. Humor. Yes. Like it's a gag. Who, it's a gag. But who? That was pure. Like why? It's the Jack personality. Oh, 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 oh. That's the personality. There's no. But where is the personality mm, yes. in this lineup? Yes. Here? It's it's the it's the 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 it's the localized uh, uh, participatory. Participatory. Okay. Oh, is that how you pronounce it here? Okay. Participate. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember even the European one now. Anyway. It's the mechanism that allows the participation of pure consciousness through this form. So personality is part of this form that allows participation. The use of language, the use of senses. It allows participation for pure consciousness to imagine itself, to be playing in its own creation. So it's kind of like a player piano. Like, that comes through, but there's no... You don't, like, think why that comes through. It just is as spontaneous yeah. as, I need to clean the pollen. Yes, it's completely spontaneous. It doesn't have any... That's right. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't run any thoughts about itself. It doesn't support itself. It's not motivated by anything except pure consciousness. Unless I have some, you know, unless I'm actually working on something, it happens every now and then, but it's it's very rare. Yeah. But, but I'll always be watching to see if it's there. Yeah. You know? It just had like a glitch to you know, like the, like the pollen I got. Yeah. But that was something like a little mini filter. Kit. Like I thought, you know, I wonder. Like, why is that? You know, like, why? I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. So I didn't get it. I guess yeah, I went yeah. over my head. I yeah. thought, like, why no, does if, it matter? If, if I cry for an hour, I have absolutely no commentary on it. Genuinely. If I sit here and just start crying, yeah. I know that it's 
that there's only yeah. pure consciousness yeah, moving yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But the so, personality is the one that would make that into a joke, or it would be like... Um, like it it's not even... It, it doesn't make that into a joke. It's just... It, it, it just it a joke just happened. Came. Like, okay. the, there's no... There's no before or after. These things happen and they're not connected to anything. Got it. They don't want a resolution. They're not motivated by anything. It just is what came out. Like it was it, it was the same as moving the tissue box. Absolutely. Got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. They're all kind of standalone <laughs> actions. And however anyone anyone in the room that views this takes it, it doesn't it it it's just from there. Oh own. yeah, yeah. I, I'm so not bothered by how things right. land with others. Yeah, because because goodness me, if I started noticing everybody's filters for everything, oh my god, <laughs> like too much information. Yeah. No, no. When I'm working, that's what I'm doing. There's some other kind of uh, thing at play, you know. But and it's funny, like in normal life, in normal life, other uh, actually this this is important. In normal life, I can see other people's filters come up. And I never respond to the filter. Mm. I've noticed that repeatedly. I never respond to the filter. Never. So, you know, somebody hears something and they misinterpret it and they flip and they go off and they badmouth Jack. And, and you know, for example, you know, and they're like all kinds of gossip starts, you know. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. There is never anything that wants to make it right, clarify the situation, curb it. I, I can't bow down to a filter. I can't do it. I can't. Nothing supports it. A filter is seen or not seen. And, and it, is it promoted because I don't do anything about it? I don't know. I can't do anything with it. Except in satsang. Yeah, it's that's that's, I'm, I'm, so the like, exchange is different. People if, come if in with this, a willingness. If this conversation okay. with Jack and Jack was happening like over there, outside, oh yeah, oh I'd shoot the breeze about the beauty of, of, of being present to writing to to what to what helps us grow. Of course I would. You would. Yeah. But why? What, because what it's if, a conversation. It's just chat, no? Yeah, but what if you don't want to chat? What if if you? I mean, what does no, that wouldn't. serve? Because it's just. Converse, it's just the personality goofing off with another personality. Uh, I'm not sure I know how to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like because, I don't quite because know everything how is to the do. same. It's like, I think the lens that runs for me when my personality is goofing off with somebody else is different to the lens that runs for you. The, lens, the lenses jump in and out very easily for me. So if I'm goofing off with somebody and talking bullshit, it's it's not a problem because because I know it's just a cloak. I, I know it's just a cloak. And if this is what pure consciousness wants to chat about for half an hour, I'll talk. Of course, I have that capacity. I can jump in and out of story, oneness, but I never leave pure consciousness. I really don't like, mm. unless I do and I don't see it. Because I, you know, I mean, there's no such thing as being finished. Like there really isn't, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. I, I, you know? Yeah. So I don't spot if I leave pure consciousness. Let's say that. I don't see if I do or not leave pure consciousness. But there is an awareness of pure consciousness. Like, as far as I can tell, it's always there. It, it, how could it not be there? It's the only thing that's friggin' real. And the rest of it is just puppets playing. So just as I can go down and play with a train set with the, on the floor with a six-year-old, 
I can goof off with somebody about their uh, divorce. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. It's the yeah. same thing. <laughs> you see? That's yeah. the personality. It is really it's just the same thing. It's just story. It's just all story. Yeah. You know? It's not dismissed, it's not denied, it's not judged. It's just what's happening. Right. There isn't like a need to want that person to go deeper than story. See, there's a filter I have that is okay. a need or a uh, desire. Uh, it's like I always want satsang. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, really, there's yeah. this part of me that that's why trees and animals and plants are like really cool to hang out with. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Immediately in satsang. All right. So it's like what I spoke to Carolyn about the other day. People don't want to wake up. They really don't. This dimension is about making stories. This dimension is about having experiences from the perspective of imagining that you can have them, which is an I, a personal I. That's what this place is for. It's very rare. No, it's beautiful. It's the place to goof off and imagine that you, that you can have personal experiences. Do you see? Yeah. Like, this place. Yeah. What place? This 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 Dimension. three dimensional. Okay. Yeah, Not galaxy. This room. No, but no. This, the, the human species and our timeline and our evolution and okay. the whole the world yes. life as we know it here as human beings. Yeah. But then it's almost like a curse to come to Satan. I mean, it's like, you know, it kind of ruins the whole, like, Disney You know, I mean, in a way, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So there's the paradox, no? It's like, there's an exception to this. So it's also beautiful. I see how it ruins it, but also it's beautiful because it's the one place that's all about you can do both. There has to be a way out. There has to be a way out. Otherwise, we'd be, sorry, I'm going to be very Irish here, we'd be fucked. <laughs> really. That's very Irish to say. We're fucked. You know, we, we just use that word very freely. So, so, otherwise, this would just be a place of unending, like, purgatory, hell, density, always circling with density. It kind of feels that way, though. But, yet, there's satsang. Yet there is a way out of it. Yeah. Very few actually want it. Most people just want the story to get better. Yeah. Most do. Yeah, yeah. Very few really want to wake up. But there has to be that little crack. That little crack. Otherwise, it really would be a toxic, infinite hell. So that's the paradox. That's why there has to be that thing. You, to, you can discover that you were, you were never in it in the first place. That's the way out. You were never in it. It never was you. It never was real. It actually didn't even happen. And that's how we get out. <laughs> we were never in. Do you see? Uh -huh. So there has to be that paradox of satsang within this place of unending, ego-creating, self-perpetuating mechanisms. You see? Yes, Helen? I want to go back to the conversation I had with you uh, a few minutes ago. Uh -huh. uh, it was ended um, because my, my mind was frying. My mind was frying. Frying, yes. And I, I cannot come up with anything. I can't say anything. Yes. Uh, but also, 
also there's no absorption of you, you're digesting what you are saying at the same time. <coughs> uh, and uh, now re reflecting what you were said, um, I think there's one point I really get it. Um, you were you, you were saying that um, there's um, pure awareness, pure consciousness, and there is this, there is this light um, uh, interpreting um, prior to the thought and the emotion. And there is there is no one person there to perceive those thought as light. Um, it actually is derived from pure consciousness. So basically, you were pointed out that I have feel like I was there in between. I yes. saw those lights, yes. and uh, yes. and you were pointing no, no, no. no. It's direct. Yes, it's direct. It's direct. There is yes. only pure consciousness. There is no I in between. Right, uh, and also you also point out uh, the moon doesn't see their own reflection. Yes. So I, I think that's where I I'm, I'm caught at okay. this point because okay. I'm I still have this imaginary self there. Yes. Kind of uh, uh, false yes. ownership of yes. what false I see, ownership. what what my experience. Uh -huh. um, you know, I, I had this experience before when I was walking on a very busy street and mm -hmm. see all the trees, cars, people, and blah, blah, blah. And I, as I was walking, all of a sudden it became is, isness, everything yes. is, and there's no self whatsoever. Yes. Um, <coughs> as walking occurred, happened to keep, keep walking, then I, I heard the voice say, it is nothing but everything. Yes. That, that was the first time I heard that phrase, and no one around me talking to me. It yes. It's an internal thing. So from, from that experience that I know, um, when, uh, you know, there's, there's no self, how, how that felt. Um, yes, but it's not happened from my own uh, or my own effort. So my point is, when I lost, it lost. And it's not like me, up to me to to working on it, to, yes. to, to, to lose myself, like pulling my yes. hair to the yes. hair, pull myself You can't get rid of you. I can't, I can't do no. that. Ultimately, no. Thank yeah. you. You can reduce you, but you can't get rid of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is part of the, uh, the happening. Um, yes. Whatever is going to happen, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen, and, yes. And uh, um, this has no importance whatsoever. That's right. In this process. That's right. But for an immature mind, that's not a wise uh, concept. But that has to show itself. That's the only way, the only time that that's appropriate. When you see for yourself that the eye can't get rid of the eye, that it has to wear itself out itself. That you have to, that has to reveal itself to you. To grab that as a concept, because I'm addressing other people here now who mightn't be at the same level. To grab that as a concept is very dangerous because it means, oh, it's just going to be fine. I'll just kick back. And it's a ticket to laziness. But I, I do have my own theory. This just, yes. uh, just from my thought. Yes. You know, day in, day out, I see this. I see this aware, you know, this formless aware. Yes. Um, more noticeably from the sound. Now, there's no me. It's just this space yes. and everything is sound happening. Yes, and I really enjoy that symphony a lot. Yes, uh, and uh, and also from the thought, whenever the thought occurs, then I also see where where the thought occurred. 
Yes. The space where it's been hurt. Yes. So, so there, there is a thinking, the thought process. Okay. Well, it's just keep, keep doing this. Keep, keep, keep going. Keep yes. Going. Eventually, the, yes. the, you know, the false belief of self-authorship will die down. Yes. Eventually, going to diminish or whatever. That kind of uh, the instance will happen yes. again. You know, there's no self. I yes. See it clearly. So that's that's my thinking. So the, the thought comes in around like, this is right, or I'm going to gain something. Are those things in that sentence then? Um, I will see the truth. You will see the truth. I will see the truth. No, the, the truth will appear eventually. Okay. That's how I felt. So can you see that that thought is the eye arising again? It is. Yes. Any thought is, is, is the eye. Yes. Any. Yes. Yeah. So, so thoughts will happen, but know that they're just BS. Even the thought about, about seeing the truth, it's BS. There is no, there is, there, it's, it's dead simple. There, there's just truth and everything else is garbage. You see? So no matter the, how juicy the thought, it's garbage. So for you, the juicy thought is that truth will show itself. And for Jack, the juicy thought is something else. But the same thing is, they're just the thoughts that you think are kind of exceptional because they're about something that you hold dear. Waking up, or, you know, or beauty, or love, or something. Noble, noble values, you know? So that, that was to keep this character alive. That's what's keeping the character alive, yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question is... Uh-huh. Um, um, so there's a storyline and their oneness and their pure consciousness. For most teachers, they would teach people go into this uh, oneness. Yeah. Is that a necessary step before you see the pure consciousness? Um, some, it comes in after. It's a necessary step that shows itself, but sometimes it's not in sequence. Some people don't get oneness at all until after the truth is seen. It can appear at different times, but it will show itself. So is your teaching is like a direct point to the pure consciousness? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, but that's that's for yeah. Yeah, and it's like here's the, here's here's kind of a map of what your mind is doing, what your brain is doing, and what your thinking is doing. But but there's nothing but pure consciousness. So there's the direct path coming in, but an allowance for it's really understanding it because we just need some. We just need to understand it. We need some knowledge, you know. We do. Like like the books that were left outside Ramana's, Ramana's cave after he woke up. And he just devoured them to get understanding, you know. And for me, books always come after I see something. I have the experience and then I have no vocabulary. And I read it in a book and I'm like, oh. So then I can put words on it and turn it into, turn it into an understanding that my mind, my rational mind can digest in some way, you know. But why not the direct path? But not everybody wants it. So I'll play the game if they don't want it, you know? So what? Yes. Yes, Rosie? So you're saying pure consciousness is arrival? I thought it was always infinite learning. It's arrival. The movie stops. There is no destination. But this you can do. It's not a lofty state. Everyone... 
if it's ungrounded. As long as uh, what you're saying is the, the story is seen in the filters and, and you're working on that. Uh, consciousness is accessible. It's not such a lofty. No, it's not. You know, how it's dead ordinary. Dead ordinary. So these are uh, pure consciousness was always just there. Yes. Is is so in in terms of I am. Is that what that is or not? A bit deeper. Absolute reality. Yes. So it knows <laughs> know itself. Is that what you're saying? No, it doesn't want anything. It doesn't want. Anything. No, okay, so it really I'm doesn't. I'm trying to get back to how you said that. The only way for pure consciousness, it creates the, the world, no? To see itself. Okay, so you're so bringing you're, saying, you're bringing rational mind thinking, story making okay. mechanism into I pure consciousness. I was just trying to understand what you were saying earlier about did the pure consciousness create the reflection, like if it was the moon. Not in that creator way. <coughs> These are not grades of the same. Gradi gradations of the sameness. Uh, you could say that they are. Because it's, just, it's, it's almost like we're living simultaneously. Yes, you could say that. So, again, what is the point <laughs> of... Creating all of these things, if you're already in pure consciousness, why? For fun. For fun. Yeah. For fun. So who is doing that? Okay. Yeah. That's where I get stuck. Why do? You, why do you? I'm after the the root cause of why you ask these questions. Yes. And the root cause is you want to bring pure consciousness into the laws of story. If you rest in pure consciousness, the, the questions don't arise. That's the wacky thing. They just make no sense. In pure consciousness, it's like saying, you know, why, why is the sky purple? It's like, it, it's not valid, do you know? It's like, well, there's no answer to that because it's not. You see? Uh, walking as I, you know, there's a walking, there's a process somehow. And that's all I got, is questions right now. <coughs> you know, because I have experiences and then I don't know what's going on. Bring, bring your questions into pure consciousness. Bring your experiences into pure consciousness. Stillness. Yes. And in the stillness, when there's an openness and an availability, <laughs> an understanding will arise on its own. Whereas at the minute you're using your rational tool to try and work it out. That's disastrous. Disastrous. Yeah, because really my thoughts aren't really that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to learn to listen, Rosie. You've got to learn to listen. You, you say, okay, I have no idea. Let's see if that meant something. Let's, let's just drop into pure consciousness. Okay, I would really love some understanding on this. It might come and it might not and be okay either way. And they'll come. You, you get to see. But you have to have patience, perseverance, discipline to stay in pure consciousness. Because the trick that your mind is doing to you is bringing you back to rationalize pure consciousness. 
rationalization is such a diddly squat of a mechanism to make functioning happen. It's got nothing to do with pure consciousness. So it's like, you know, you're going with like, a, a, you know, um, a, a, a tablespoon to make a tsunami in the ocean. You know, it's like, I've got a tablespoon. I know I'm going to create a tsunami. I'll create a tsunami over in Ireland if I hit it from the, the, the coast here because it's directly across. Okay, I'll just hit slightly north my spoon and there'll be a tsunami in Ireland. Like, so the tool <laughs> is like your tablespoon, right? The rational mind is your tablespoon. And the tsunami is pure consciousness. It's like... Pure consciousness is not going to be motivated or respond to your spoon. Your spoon is going to move two foot of water. Not 5,000 miles of it. You see? So you've got to see that that's a trick of your mind to try and rationalize pure consciousness. But the knowing, the understanding will come to you if you listen. It's a different paradigm. It doesn't use rationalization. But the magnificence that is not bound by limited rational thinking would knock your socks off. Knock your socks off. You're going around the place with a spoon. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Dad. Do we choose? Is it beyond choice? Like, it seems like in this evolvement, we're choosing to stay in pure consciousness, choosing not to listen. And that's when eventually it will overtake, it will become the only thing present. I mean, I know yes. it's the only thing present. Yes. yes. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking of others too. Can you just choose this? But I'm also myself. Yeah. And um, um, our sense of ownership for most always stays active over the idea that you can choose where to put your attention. You actually can't, but the idea that you can stays active. And so that's why mine disappeared for a few years and then it came back. And it came back when, when, when I started to like, oh, gosh, the journey continues. I am, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I, I need to start labeling. I need to do, activate my connection, a connection with my attention. So activated labeling. And then, of course, you're just watching the old spiritual practice of, of, of watching yourself, of observing. Slightly different, but that kind of keeping yourself in check, it just rolls on out. Maybe it's a habit that was set up and it's always there, but it still runs. So the idea that I can do something with my attention, I know it's an overlay. It's just an old smell on top of pure consciousness is, is checking itself, is in charge of the labeling. I know that. But if my mind wants to imagine that it can choose where to put its attention, it, it, it's here. I know it's not real, but I know it's just a residue of functioning. And, and I'm, I'm happy to leave it there. Do you know? I, from where I'm at right now, I think it's, it's a useful idea. It's a useful idea to have. So it's staying there for now. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me that um, what I find with my brain I'm sorry, is that when you point to go deeper, my brain 
in the past has gone, it can't be that simple. It can't be that simple because the brain wants to understand pure consciousness because it thinks by understanding it, it will be able to move into it, where actually it has to completely allow itself to be shattered. Yes. Yes. So it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Stop and, using it. And oh, it starts to break down it's then. It's so free. Yes. God. It's like having all the walls that we're in just... Yes. Did you hear that one, Rosie? Yes, I did. Very loud. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it is that simple. Darla? Thank you for my time. Ah, well done. Well done. I noticed your breakfast, your... You're walking differently. You're like, who's this woman? I was like, oh my God, it's Darla. <laughs> really? I was like, you know, I did a double check. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. And, and keep reinforcing it. Like, it's like an ongoing prayer, you know? Develop the relationship. Work on the relationship. Yeah, well done. Yes, sure. I don't know her name, but what she just said about stop using the brain. Yeah. That was... That's kind of, you know, where I'm at. Um, you said to me uh, a couple of days ago to be useless. Yes. I just want to uh, get a distinction because you, I'm really just wanting to do the work. But, and you talk, when sometimes when you're talking to everybody, you said, that's just laziness. So right. how does... Is the be useless for this character, or is there some kind of distinction between the lazy and be useless? Thing? Okay, so um, the be useless is to um, give your mind permission to stop the to-do lists. To give you literally to give yourself permission to just. Not be busy, not contract, not go into that role because it kind of has you a bit, right? So it's got to do with that, yeah, a bit. <laughs> and then you get stressed, and then you, and then the story is running. Yeah. All right. So for you, it's to deal with that. So it's it's an antidote to a story making, eye making mechanism. So we're using story there to balance story, to dissolve story. That's very different to the, the doing of something. So really, you're doing uselessness. Do you see? So can I then do what I'm pulled to do? Like, as long as it's not, I mean, it could even be on a, okay. <laughs> I have a trouble, like, with the list thing, because I'm yeah. such a list maker like, <laughs> yeah. my whole life. Yeah. But, okay, so if I'm sitting around and I feel like um, picking up a piece of work or playing with a photo on my computer, I can do it if I'm just drawn to it, if it's not like, oh, you must work on your photos today. Yeah, just if there's no commentary and the motivation comes from someplace else. We need you to be really, really alert. No, the motivation has come from, is coming from the old pattern of, I need to do this. Or is the motivation coming from inside? You will be able to make lists and be busy again, but it will be fun. Mm -hmm. 
it'll just be pure consciousness doing it. Because those skills that we have of being efficient, of, you know, getting through stuff, that'll stay with you. But your relationship with it needs to entirely change. You see? So we might have to let it go for a while and start listening so that you're not obeying the, the mental compulsion, the mental driver. And let's just be moved from the inside. And after a while, you'll find, I'm making a list, and you know what? I have no juice about having the list ticked off. I don't care. It's just a frigging game. It's just a habit that this personality does. Let's see. Let's see what I get done, what I don't. It's a game. It's a game. So it's got to get that light. When you say this, like, my border disappears and, you know, I just fill the room or the energy just like, shoo. Yeah. And that has been happening to, <coughs> happening to me on and off here. And then it's almost like I can't, the energy's too much, and, and then I just like, oh. <clears throat> and that's just, I guess that's just okay. It's just so explode. <sighs> the energy's too much for what? For the body? For, what? for the body, I think. Huh. Yeah. I wonder, is it? I'd say it's probably just a thought to like pull back into the personal and say no to spirit. I'd say so. Yeah, let's just explode and see what happens. It's a good place to do it. Yeah. So, in relation to this, the discrimination between what comes from the mind and what comes from consciousness. This is a tricky one for me. Okay. Last night, when you said leave, when yeah, when whatever when you, you yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was very confusing. Ah. I was cold. I wanted to go. I wanted to stay. Was it my mind? Was it, I have no idea. Ah. Yeah. It's a very useful thing to practice. Okay. When you're used to listening to your mind, of course, you won't know. But here's an exercise that helps most people. You dedicate a day for this exercise, right? And it's got to start first thing in the morning. There's a whole day of nothing. It's just a day of spiritual practice, all right? And you don't move from the bed until something moves you. It'll probably be you need to pee. Right? That's, that. So the body will be like, oh, okay, the body's moving now. After pee, okay, let's see. So you're standing in the bathroom. Let's see. Something has to move me. It's like, oh, I'll put on the coffee pot or I'll make a cup of something. It's like, really, that's an idea. Let's see if the body goes to do it. And you'll find when you're thirsty, you'll go to the kitchen. You'll find oh, something else will move. But if, if you can give yourself a whole day you will, by the end of the day, you will, you will have learned somewhat at least to be able to feel a motivation that's not driven by mind. It's a good exercise to do. But you've got to start it first thing in the morning. It's very difficult to do it during the day because the mind is already full of its story. It's, it's, it's something you have to learn, really. If you've always been used to listening to your mind, you have to, you know, open something so that you can hear a motivation from someplace else, so that the different voices become very clear. There's no voice from pure consciousness. It just moves you. 
just moves you. And then you see that there's a movement towards the kitchen and it's like, oh, actually I'm hungry. Oh my goodness. And then you see that the sequence is the opposite because in fact, the mind comes in between six and 15 seconds later with its reason for supporting the movement that comes from pure consciousness. But because we just obey thoughts so much, Rosie, are you listening? You talk, pardon? You what? Did you say me, Rosie? Yes. Yeah. I did you see? I went. I don't know where the hell I went. Yeah, yeah. I know you I weren't. I saw you. you that you said that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, you weren't. You're yeah, because you're filtering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm. That's what I'm. That's that. To the course, we don't know when we filter. <laughs> we don't know when we filter. That we filter. I saw you in a second. It was yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we filter. Odd we, individual like, over there, Jack. There's, there's, <laughs> there's 30 different versions of what this, you know, like what, 35 you. different versions of what happened to you this morning. There will be. Because filters will come up and people will hear exactly the opposite. Uh, exactly the opposite. Well, yeah. And it's just entertaining. You were, okay, yeah, that's fine. That was, sounds like Star okay. Trek stuff. Yeah. Great. So Star Trek is pure consciousness. All right? Okay. All right? We're looking yeah. at Star Trek stuff. We've got to get your rational mind parked. Rational mind is so parked. Be open to Star Trek. All right? All right. Good. That's, that's actually a good image for you to have. Okay. So what happens is that pure consciousness moves all of the time first. And we're so used to listening to our mind that we attribute the movement to our mind. So in a roundabout way, we're getting you to hear the sequence as it really is. There is a movement and then the mind comes in to rationalize it. The mind comes in to give us some comprehension because we're story making mechanisms so we have to make a story about the movement do you see we, we know from science that it's up to 15 seconds like 6 to 15 seconds after a movement begins that the mind decides, decides that it chooses to make the move so like for example I'm going to decide to stand up. Okay, now I'm standing up. The movement to do that was already, already cranking up, up to 15 seconds before I stood up. Right? So I can say right now, okay, I'll make a decision to, and I don't know what I'm going to say yet, literally, I'm going to make a decision to lift up my left leg. All right? And I lift up my left leg instantly. That was already happening way before I even started the sentence. Probably when I was standing up, that movement was already coming down the tubes, if we look at it in linear time. But of course, there isn't any linear time, but that's a he it'll help us to understand what we <laughs> Right? So the thing is, when you really are listening to your mind and the personal eye is active, we really do believe we make choices. We really do. So to unravel it, we go step by step. The personal eye, for it to just get chopped in one go, it's very rare. And it usually ends up being, we're, we're kind of dysfunctional for too long. So this way, we like, we hack away at it. Do you know? So to start listening, to place your attention inside 
and allow that to move, you get to see, oh my God, my mind has just always been imagining that it's making a decision. Now, there's another layer on top of that, is the filter, where the eye is supporting itself. So you'll always have the mind imagines that it made a decision to lift this left leg. There we go again. The mind imagines that, but I know it imagines it. Now, if there was a filter in there, it might say, oh, I could lift my left leg, but I might look stupid, so I won't do it. Right? Now we're self-referencing. Right? That's the part that breaks down. Because I'm protecting myself, looking after myself, my personal motivation is going to influence my action. Right? That's the one we're really after. Can you see the layers of it? Super. Super. Yes. So, and I'll go to Laurie. So the experience of being pure radiance. Yeah. Inner yeah. radiance. Yes. If we accept that experience as being ourselves, we are that. You are that. It's about recognizing, it's like recognizing seeing that it's true. And, and knowing that, having that experience from that place, <clears throat> everything else arises. And it's impossible not to then understand what you just said. Yes. Because everything arises from this place. Yes. Everything arises from pure consciousness. Everything is always pure consciousness. Right. And our labeling mechanism says that it's not. So you, you just explained the process. Yes, of, I did. Yeah. The rolling out of pure consciousness and how we imagine. Yeah. So you wouldn't say pure consciousness. There's no element of desire there. Right? I understand the whole point. What, what's pushing that along? Pure consciousness is it's moving in a way that it wants to move. Mind hasn't caught up with it. But what, what is motivation? Or maybe, maybe, See, maybe the, motivation is not the right word. Yeah, so, so it really does look like there must be a motivation. The thing is, we're kind of in Star Trek land. So the motivation doesn't arise from pure consciousness. It's not doing anything. The, ima- the, the, the belief that there is something happening in the first place where motivation is a core component, because we talk about it a lot, like don't be motivated by the ego, we let pure consciousness move you. But I don't say let pure consciousness motivate you, because it doesn't do motivation. The imagined scenario that this is real and it's happening and that motivation even exists at all comes from within the illusion, from pure consciousness this doesn't exist. I can see how this would apply to, um, like, an, I, mean, I certainly see impulse, you're attracted to something, you move, you want to go there. I'm just trying to see this as an overall state of being. Okay, you didn't hear what I was saying. Okay, um, I'm after you with an axe, Jack. I'm really after you. Go for it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Something in you is is... You know what I think it is, actually? Your intellect has helped you so far (coughs) that the invitation is here to see that your intellect is actually the block. It's your block. I'm not trying to fight this. I'm really just here to just Yeah, drop, drop, drop that. That's the intellect talking again now. So, so when... 
when there's been a part of our mechanism that's been intrinsic to our survival, the invitation to drop it means a total annihilation and we will fight. We will fight that. It will fight. Even though you might have the attention, no, no, drop it, surrender it, I'm letting it go. I guarantee you, something primal wants to keep it alive. It's probably true. I think it's, it's not probably, it is, I'm telling you. Oh, you I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You keep bringing in, it's probably. You keep bringing in the rational mind. I want you to talk from someplace else. That's why I keep going hacking. Even though what you're saying is not inaccurate, it's not appropriate right now because I'm after the, the intellectual mechanism that is talking to me. That's the blip. Trying to survive is a very basic instinct. Yeah, yeah. And it's sometimes the first thing that comes up. And it's the thing that, yeah, I count on, and I'm going to try to survive. Okay. So can you yeah. let yourself be annihilated? Because that's what satsang is. It's a total annihilation of the Jack character. Total annihilation of him. Like, if it means he's going to be in a, a babbling ball of dysfunction for a while, be okay with that. I mean, genuinely okay with that. If he will never be able to write again, if all of the things that he knows himself through are taken from him, I mean, genuinely, not just, like, feel it, would it be okay to have these things go? I, I hear your point relative to surrender, etc. I mean, I understand. I do. I've been, you know, I've been okay, your intellect understands. Place. Your intellect understands. What is protecting you right now is a ball of anger. And I'd love to see you just fuck me out of it, basically. You know? Sorry, Irishness again. <laughs> Do you know? There's a ball of heat inside you, Jack. That's keeping it all intact. I'd love to see you just let it rip. <laughs> you know? But you're kind of too polite. You're maneuvering around. Whereas I'm like, Come on. And I'm going to let you sit with that. I don't want your intellect to come in. You've got to sit with it. I want you to find the heat and find that anger. It's a rage, actually. I can find it. I okay. Mean, it's not that I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah? Yeah? Can you see how it's protecting you? And it's keeping you... I see that anger is a sort of fundamental... It's, it, it's intricately related to the survival instinct. It's just kind of like that... For you, yes. I'm sorry. For you, yes. Sure, okay. Yeah. We're talking about you. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, could we let go of the anger? Could you do without that? Yeah. What would it be like not to have that heat that helps you to survive? I see the point. I I mean, I, I see it in the way. I see that it's unnecessary. That's what I'm working towards. Okay. What about letting it go? 
releasing it, getting it out of your system. I just won't do that. <laughs> Pick up a stick and beat the crap out of a tree. That's a good place to start. And then what? <laughs> we'll do that first and then we'll see what's, what's left. See what the next layer is. We can't control what the outcome is because you've never gone there. There's no and then what. Really there isn't. That's just setting up some kind of an expectation already. This means being completely open and naked and vulnerable and having no interest in controlling the outcome, anticipating the outcome, any version of control. They're all the same. I know what you're saying. Again, I've, I've been in that place. I know what you're saying. And I'm not, You've I'm been not, where? I'm not afraid to be vulnerable or any of that sort of Okay, thing. you're going into your head now again. Well, I want I you to... I'll have to answer you, you, there's no question. I want you to go into the heat and during lunchtime, I want you to beat the crap out of a tree. I want you to get crazy energy of anger, all the crazed heat out, all of it. And that can mean beating the crap out of everybody who screwed you over and who didn't understand you and use whatever, because you have to use story. You'll have to use story to get it out because that's how we function. But that's, that's the block. Will you do it? But, well, you told me to go find a tree and start beating it up. Will you do it? <laughs> Will you do it? I've done this before. You know, I understand behavior. Will you do it? I'm going to do it. Go beat up a tree. All right. You get in touch with me. Hold on now. Hold on now. Will you do it? If your intellect does it, that's not what I'm talking about. I understand about. that. Okay. Will you do it? Beat up a tree. All right. No. <laughs> Can you hear what's happening? Yeah. Can you hear yes. how the avoidance... It's not an avoidance, Jack. I, I'm just... Um, it's, I, I'm not sure I get the therapy. You, know? you asked how to do it. She's telling you. You can say no. Can I mean... He's saying no anyway, but... He's saying no, yeah. yeah and he thinks he's saying say yes. Yeah, but you can say no, and then we won't have to keep doing this. <laughs> 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 you just won't say the word no. Like, you don't want to really do it, it sounds like. But you're not saying that. Yeah. That's what uh, yeah, can I park you with that? Because that's actually what's going on. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Thank I'm going to park you with that. Uh, Darla? I was going to say that... I had a similar, in my story, I had a similar perception that it was something that I had done before when you gave me homework. And when I was doing my homework, I felt like I tried this, this isn't. And then in the middle of my homework, I had to play my body. And I had to always, and I, it's, she's spot on. Okay, has anybody got an axe? <laughs> a stick. It's a stick. You might need a few sticks. Yes, a few sticks. Line up a few sticks. Thank you. Um, Laura, you've been trying to come in for a while. Um, I've been working with the autoimmune clenching business. Yes. So Ginny worked on me yesterday and it softened somewhat. And part of the clenching includes the heart center. It's just... Yes. 
So here's what I want to check out with you. Um, normally I would find that distressing, but it's a common thing when everything's clenching, there's yeah. feelings behind it. Yes. And at the end of the session, you know, we, Jenny and I were just observing that, and I just used a phrase I've heard you say, and I said, so, so what? Is that where I want to go with yes. this? Because I can go, you know, tell myself a story That's and right. make myself cry and yes. move that energy. Yes. I just took a different tack. Yes. So what? Yes. It's the same thing as everything else being all tight yes. from the brain. Yes. So what? Yes. Thank you. So, so what is, to put different language on it, it's, it's, it's the equanimity coming in. Yes. It's like regardless of the experience, actually, what I am is untouched by it. And so I think I have to be careful because I don't want to do a big override on the heart center, you know? Yes. But during the kirtan, it started softening. And... Yes. Okay. So Thanks, what Peter. is good? So what is great? And just know that it comes from not a dissociation, but that you're resting in, in the truth. And so this experience is just an experience. It's going to come and it's going to go. So equally, equally, um, going into an experience that's really fun. Let there be a so what in that too. They're a matched set. They're a matched set. So what to the drama and so what to the buzz of yeah. being in love or great sex or thank you, sweetheart. You know, whatever it is. Uh, thank you. Peter and Tom. Peter, do you want to say what it is yeah. now? I'm sorry for disturbing no. you there. Yes. And that's helped a lot. Yes. Is there more? I mean, like, do you want me to do something when I, uh, when the, uh, in, at 12 o'clock, you know? Like, I'll have to take you up here and do a kind of a read on you. There's too many uh, things jumping around on, like, where's Peter? Where's Peter? I, I, yeah, I'll have to get you up here and do a read. Yeah. <laughs> Resistance sucks. Resistance sucks. Yes. <laughs> it's like to the point of, it's such a dysphoria, that's a medical term, that you just feel like shit. Yeah. Sometimes I can with people, it's coming and going. Yeah. But I, I do make, I see the story come up about it. Yeah. And one of the questions was, well, there's something I have to do to get rid of it. Yeah. But just seeing the question, dropping it, if you look at resistance, the essence of it from the center still point, from behind, from as deep as, as, as you're able to perceive, you know, you'll get to see what it's really made of. And that's what transcendence is. Yeah. Yeah. I can try to come up with some stories where this is coming from, which I did. Sure. But... Sure, we start at the densest layer, and then you recognize, okay, okay. But resistance itself? So that's just a... It's often what you're just saying, it's almost an entity in of itself, like fear. Yes, it's like fear. It's like fear. So, plugging into it, aligning yourself with it, sticking to it. If you, if you have seen through the energy, if you kind of get a handle on it and see what it is, you no longer... 
um, blindly connect to it and it can no longer become your experience because you've seen through it. I think it's process is just going on. Yes, I do too. Yeah, it's still going. I do too. I yeah. don't feel completely. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do see the, the desire to make a story out of that. Yeah, okay. So that's going in one direction and we're trying to go the other direction with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, so you can say, okay, resistance, that ball of energy, it does this to my body and it does this to my brain, you know, and bring it into like how your physiology supports resistance. You can go there and it's like, all right, so, so really, what is it that triggers that? That's as much story as I'd like you to have about it. And what, what, what is that energy and how come I frigging like it? Somewhere you might like it. Well, the I likes it anyway because it creates a story. But you like it somewhere. Right. You see? Well, so it's, it's protective. Yeah. It's protective, yeah. Protective. Yeah. So you, you break it down through understanding. And you see, oh my God, it's nothing. It's just, it's just a few beliefs come together and now they create their own energy and the energy is called resistance. I think that way would probably help you to transcend it. But that helps us. Yeah. You know, last night I told you I saw Kali. Yeah. And so I went over to the statue yes. later on and just had this incredible vibration and kind of bowed to the statue a couple of times. And yeah. I was just cold. <laughs> you got so cold? Just, well, I was cold, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was cold last night, yeah. So as I left, all of a sudden I, I had this huge anger about, fuck you. Yeah. And I thought, where did that come from? Yes. Uh, here's an energy I don't want to fight. Yes. I, I did see this. This is just, I did wait. This is a story. You know, yes. Just, you know, that was very clear to me. Yeah. That, that energy surprised me when you were talking about Jack about his. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. But anyway, I'm I just bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we're open and clear, that's when the crap comes up because there's space <coughs> for us to see it, you know? So it's great when, like, when your buzz is ruined, it's great. Even if it is your own anger out of nowhere, it's like, whoa, okay, there's a lot of anger. Just let it out. Just let it out. Just like, get used to stuff moving through quickly. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. The opposite is to make story out of it. And, right. oh my God, then we're I dancing. Was that little, what is this? And yeah. Like, okay, just yeah. And just like, let it rip. Like, you know, quick explosion. It's great. It's done. Yeah. And, and your system gets used to stuff arising and moving through quickly. And they move through so quickly that you have no time to stick to them. Do you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. How are we doing? Mm. Yes. Ask, you know, people like Yogananda writes in autobiography of yoga. Yeah. Yogi about other realms, right? Yeah. So are other realms just simply a sort of um, in your diagram between non-dual and pure consciousness there exists these other spaces yes. that we might label as other realms Yes, and then it all falls into pure consciousness yes okay. all the spiritual dimensions that we can know are part of pure consciousness manifesting through form right. and a lot of them are not as we imagine because we have to turn the energy of them into story because that's how we manage. Uh -huh. So we make them a story, but sometimes they're just energetic and they've no, there's nothing at all going on. It's just, it's just a, a dimension of energy, but we make we, it. I 
I see. We turn the energy into something we that do, we can understand. That we can understand, yeah, because we function through story. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like the ghosts were a story for you? Sure. They helped me hugely, yeah. The goat? Ghosts. ghosts. Sure. Ghosts, yeah. As a party, goats too, and goats too, and satsang is a story, and it's all story. This is story. This is all story. All of it. Do those realms show up as um, something you could identify? I mean, relative, relative to say what Yogananda said, can you identify something he said that that points to those realms or the existence of, of those realms? Can I find something that I don't understand your question? She asked about. Realms in Yogananda. Mm. In other words, there's some there are realms. There's mm. that's a term I haven't used, but there's something underlying the foreground narrative, and that's kind of what I was trying to get to, which is like, can you recognize these realms? Can you recognize the existence of these? Realms? Oh, I can jump in and out of them. I, I I know hundreds of them. I I operate on those levels. Well, that's what I was groping to kind of ask. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know anything about particularly Yogananda's versions, but, but there's a sense that there's realms, there's something going on. Yeah, sure, but they're the same as this. This is just another realm. And, like, it's funny, when I was walking here this morning, there was, like, half a dozen or more, um, I don't know what you call those, mechanically prote- propelled skydiving things. <laughs> Whatever they're called. You know those things? It's like, oh, look, there's people trying to fly, you know? Oh, like and I just smiled, paragliders, but it's motorized. You know, oh, there was half a dozen of them way up, like, in the sky just a while ago. I said, like, oh, there's people trying to fly, you know? And I just smiled to myself and I said, gosh, you know, like, the thought was as I was walking around to the door here, it's like, there are dimensions where I fly and I'm Jack. And, and I fly. I think I'm asking. And if, if, they're so real. Yeah, they're as real as this. You've got this, say, Yogananda, you've got this. You recognize fully that no matter what's going on in the world, you're really living in this realm or these other realms. That's, what, that's what's really going on. Sure. Okay, so that, the, so, so that the foreground is kind of not, well, it's just what it is. It's story or whatever. But there, it's all but story. The, all the dimensions, right, all of it is story. The realm has a greater sort of substance to it. No, no, that's it. You're, 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 you're clinging to to asking, something with substance. I'm asking. You're clinging to something with substance. <laughs> you are clinging. You're fighting me, and it's like get angry, Jack. Get angry. You're not just asking. You're clinging and clutching the sense of personal I, and you're shaking your head because you just don't want to let me in. Trying to to not be attached to anything, mm-hmm. to know that this is my lesson, 
to be detached and to allow whatever is going to be to be. And it's a tough one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love this man so much. Of course you do. Of course you do. And he is trying. Yeah, I know. I know so he's trying. I can see and he's I trying. I so dearly appreciate yeah. your not, you know. No, I'm not letting him away with it. Thank you. That's all I want to Yeah, do. I'm not letting him away with it. <laughs> Look at her fist. <laughs> it's open. But I'm no, willing to. But it wasn't. What? Yeah. Before. Sure. I'm after him. Like. I know. <laughs> with a club. Oh, yeah. Her sword. The sword, yeah. Yeah. I know he wants it, too. He does want it. Of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he does. That's why I'm here. Yeah. 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 I feel like, like when I like go to, like go to you um, as the one like married to him or whatever that wants him to get it or, you know I know that feeling of one it's a horrible it's like oh my god you know just it's such a hard feeling and then when I go to him the sincerity is so intense yes. that yes. it just that all I feel is just oh my god just be how you are just I love how you are just yes. the, the sincerity yes. of it it's like trying to like crawl through like um I don't I can't find the He's name so of this guy beautiful. this like guy that does the mythology John Campbell John Campbell yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like Joseph Campbell. Being, Joseph Campbell it's like being like enveloped in a Joseph Campbell story so deep in there yeah. that it's yeah. like come on come on you know there's Jack going like it's a book it's a book and doing okay? Barbara, are you okay? Hey, hey. All right, folks. 